Welcome, you're listening to the Agile Unemployment Podcast, where in each episode, we take an in-depth look at being out of work. We'll talk about the programs and benefits available to you. We'll talk about the job hunting process itself. And most importantly, we're going to address the psychological and emotional impact that being out of work has on the individual. I'm your host, Sabina Sulat. I'm an HR expert and author. A few years ago, I lost my dream job and found myself unemployed for the first time in my life. I was frustrated by the lack of resources and information available to people out of work. But more than that, I was just stunned by the fact that we don't talk about unemployment. I took my experience and I turned it into a book and I now coach people to build resilience while they're out of work. If you are out of work, if you recently lost your job, or maybe you've been unemployed for a while, or maybe you're just afraid that you might lose your current job, this is the place to be. We're a safe place where we can talk about all aspects of being out of work. We can answer your questions and we can help you build resilience so that when you go back to work, you are stronger and more confident than ever. So let's get started. Hi, everybody. It's Sabina. How are you doing? Right now, we are a little past the midpoint of February. This is such a strange time because we're still in that winter phase, but the hope of spring is right around the corner and we're trying to get through and it's a shorter month, but yet even in spite of the additional day this year, February always feels like it takes forever. And that doesn't help the mood at all when you're out of work. I want to talk about something that's come up. A lot of people have written to me recently. I really do think it's the time of year that's impacting it. But people have written and asked, how do I get through when I'm floundering in the job search when I'm mentally tired, I'm emotionally distraught, I'm losing faith, I'm having that crisis of faith. How do I bounce out of that? It's a great question because we all feel it. And it's hard to get out of when you're feeling it, when you're in the middle of it. We already feel like in the job search, we have lost a tremendous amount of control over our lives. Our livelihood is gone, our our way of getting money, where we go, there's a lack of structure. Losing your job is traumatic. And with it comes something, this isn't necessarily in the book, but I talk about this, I write about this a lot. You go through the five stages of grief. There are multiple models of grief, but I think the five stages is what we all know best. And a real quick review, denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance are the five stages. Here's the tricky part. It's not a straight shot. We go back and forth and that's natural. It's normal. Everything that you're feeling, perfectly understandable. It's not a reflection of who you are as a person. It's a reflection that you are a human being. But it's one of the tough things because we feel like we don't have control over our emotions, our mental state. Even if you're feeling any of these five phases of grief, 
you do have control over your emotional state because you're letting yourself feel the natural, normal emotion. Again, normal. I don't think it's acceptable. That's the one thing that I know that's why I didn't talk about it with people. And that's why I created this safe space, because I don't think you can mention that, oh, I lost my job. You can maybe in passing say that I'm down. But when we start to talk about struggling, that's so uncomfortable for people. Let me just say, totally normal, natural, it's okay. What we don't do in this unemployment process is have a lot of grace for ourselves. And by grace, I mean forgiving yourself. We blame ourselves for losing our job, even though most of the time, I think there's only one person I've ever talked to where blatantly it was their fault they lost their job and they recovered. Most of the time, these are business decisions that are made in closed rooms and offices outside of our control, but we feel it's our fault because we define ourselves by our work. We have to give ourselves some grace and give others grace if they're unemployed and they're going through that rocky time period. I have a few ideas and ways that you can handle this period of being in a, let's call it a little valley. I always call them valleys of any of those phases of grief. The idea is that it's this strange semi-paradox that you need to honor the phase and work through it. But then if you're really there in the valley and you can't get out, you do have to do a few things to climb out of that valley. It is so hard to know when you've been there too long because we lose perspective of ourselves, especially in a high emotional state. That's why doing a few things right out of the gate of losing your job are good to make sure that you're productive during this grieving period and you don't get stuck, that you honor it, but you don't get stuck. I know that sounds really strange. Just trust me on this one, okay? Let's talk about a few things that you can do. One thing that I have any client do, I do workshops on this. I wish I had done this myself when I was out of work. I didn't do it formally. I do it, you know, that in your own head conversation you'd have. I'd sit there and say, why am I out of work? I'm really good at this. And I'd list projects I had done, things I had done. It was only later that I realized, oh yeah, an accomplishments and achievements list is such a good idea. If you find yourself unemployed, if you find yourself in a valley or you think you're in the valley, stop and take some time and write out all the great things you've done, be it professionally, personally, anything that you're proud of, anything you consider an accomplishment or an achievement. This is really important for a few reasons. One thing, it reminds you, you have skills, you've done things, you're really good at what you do, and we all are. You have things to be proud of. It also puts you in a very positive mindset. This list, trust me, people fight me on this, they find it really silly. The people who do it, 
when we sit down and we talk it out, as we're talking out accomplishments and achievements, they keep adding to it. And they're surprised. I'm like, oh, I forgot I did this. And I forgot about that. It's not a one-shot thing. You'll keep adding to this list constantly. But it puts you in this very positive mindset of who you are, what you've done. You even start thinking about things you want to do. If you write it out, type it out, whatever works for you, this is great because it is a tool that you can take as you do your resume, as you do your social media profile, as you interview. I always used to ask people, tell me something that you're proud of. That's a standard interview question. If you have that list, that accomplishments, achievements list, and you read it before an interview, it reminds you how much you've done, how awesome you are. You go into an interview with head held high and that reminder of, yeah, I've got this. I recommend writing out that list and post it somewhere. Bathroom mirror, next to your workstation, on your refrigerator, whatever works for you. I have known people who carry it with them. This is like your rainy day spirit lifter. When you're feeling a little down, when you're in one of those phases of grief that's a little much, go to that accomplishments list. It's a game changer. It really is. Trust me, do it. If you do it and it doesn't boost you a little bit, come back to me. You can tell me, but I don't think you will. Here's something else that you can do when you are maybe not getting results you want or feeling overwhelmed, stop and take a breath and reevaluate what you want. Maybe you're not going for the job levels that you want and need. Maybe all of your job search tools aren't aligned. Maybe there's something else out there for you. These are things that I think every week, every couple of weeks, it's a good thing to take that step back and reevaluate. Most of the time you're going to confirm that, yeah, this is what I want. Let me check my tools. Ooh, maybe my resume needs a tweak. Maybe I need a better cover letter. Maybe I need to improve an area of my network. That taking stock is so important and it does rejuvenate and jumpstart your job search. The job search shouldn't be the focus of your day. I get it. I get that black cloud of unemployment follows you everywhere. You meet people. One of the first questions we ask in the U.S. is, so what do you do? Guess what? You still do that even if no one pays you. It's okay. If someone else has a problem with it, maybe you don't want to be around that person. Make sure that you fill your day with other things besides the job search. People come to me all the time and they say, oh, I have a goal of I'm going to apply for 30 jobs today. No, you're not. You don't even know that there are 30 jobs out there that you want to do. Don't apply to a job unless you want to do it. I get the just for now paying my bills job. I understand that. If you're thinking long-term career, you should be a little picky. 
because you want it to be a good fit for you and what you want for yourself, your skills, your talents, your abilities. There might not be 30 jobs out there that fit that criteria. I recommend spending a time limit instead. We can control that more. And maybe you're saying, okay, I'm going to spend four hours today on the job search. I think that might be a little high if you have all of your tools set up. What you can do is chunk that out. Maybe a part of that is looking to see if there are any jobs out there that you qualify for that are what you want. And maybe that day there's only a few and you go ahead and you apply for those. Maybe you spend additional time boosting your network or taking an online course or reading some articles about your profession. Read about an organization where you want to apply and do a little research and read some news articles or their website. That way you've set the time limit, you've met a goal and you feel accomplished about that, but you're not feeling like you're banging your head against a wall. I've been there. It's a horrible place to be. If you keep doing the same thing and you keep getting a result that you don't want, that's the definition of insanity. This was probably the biggest mistake I made in my job search. I didn't understand that I needed to tweak something that I was doing. Once I did, it was like flipping a switch. It was a complete game changer. Everything changed for the best. But I was so entrenched. What we do is if something's not working. It's this part of human nature. We try harder rather than changing our strategy. So don't be afraid to change your strategy and what you do to get a different result. That's part of that evaluation process, making sure that you know what you want, but if the way you're searching isn't working, that you change that up. And that brings me into the all important area of if you're doing all these things, and you're still in those little valleys and you're still feeling disheartened. What saved me was self-care. I didn't know it at the time. I just knew I had to do something different. I'll real quick, quickly tell the story again. I was not in a great place. Luckily for me, I had a wonderful friend who had checked in on me and said, it's cold, it's rainy where you are. I live by the beach. It's warm and sunny. I think you need a few days here. She paid for me to come visit. We all need to have friends like this, by the way. A few days of routine because she was a very regimented person, routine like clockwork. And I followed her family's routine while I was there. I lived alone and not having a job. It was so easy to let every standard of structure go couple of days of getting up at a normal time, regular healthy meals, taking walks, interacting with other people, being in the sun, being outdoors, moving, being in a positive environment, completely changed my outlook, completely changed how I felt about the job search. That's 
when I realized, oh, there are things that I should be doing that I'm not doing because all I was doing was applying for jobs and then doing the low bar of maintenance for myself, my home, everything. When I started to lean into self-care, my mood improved. I felt better about so many things. And I think that carried over into job interviews, conversations with hiring managers and recruiters, my own well-being. Let's talk about those eight areas of self-care. I mention them all the time. I think it's always good to have a review. And I'm going to go ahead and list them, but then I'm going to give you a couple of ideas of some things that you can do. Physical care. Oh, I've avoided this so much in my life. However, when you're not going into a workplace, when you don't have structure, we tend to be stagnant physically. And it's one of the worst things that we can do. You probably recall there was a big article about sitting is so detrimental to our health. It sounds funny, but it's true. Your physical well-being is incredibly important. You need to make sure that you move. You need to make sure that you are eating regular meals, healthy meals. If you are unable to get proper nutrition, please look into some of the programs that are available in your state. Very important for you to do that. Make sure you hydrate, make sure you get sleep. Structure is really important. Make sure you take care of you. I am not an outdoorsy person. I am incredibly pale. I burn in December. I have gotten sunburns in the middle of winter. Put on the sunblock and get out. Even for a few minutes, 15 minutes a day makes a huge difference. Just stand outside and read. Run out for a cup of coffee. Take a walk. That is really important for you. Another area, and this will help your job search, that intellectual development mind self-care. Call it whatever you want. Think of it as learning. Read a book, as my mom used to say. Read an article. Take a class. Attend a webinar. You do you. Go to a museum. Something that gets the mind stimulated and away from thinking about the job search all the time. A lot of the areas of self-care you'll find, and it depends on the individual, they will all blend into each other, and they should. It shouldn't be a firm boundary. So part of mental self-care might be meditating. It might be journaling or writing, being creative. Anything that stretches you, gives you a break from the actual applying to jobs, is going to be key for you. One area that blends into that mindset, that expanding your brain, is that emotional state. And this is the hardest one. Because if you're already feeling a little dejected about the job search, frustrated, angry, down, your mental state, your emotional state, is almost job one for you. I think the moving, the being healthy all help that. And I understand the occasional indulgence of, I want to have ice cream for dinner because it makes me feel good. And that's great. Just don't do it every day. Think about things like joining a support group. And what I mean by that, there are so many groups now on social media, states run programs where you can meet other people who are 
looking for work. It's not just you. Having a good social network, having, surrounding yourself with positivity. I find that is key. That's why the walking out in the sunshine is a good thing uh, because it really does get the vitamin D flowing. Again, these stages all blend into each other. Make sure that you spend time away from that job search so it's not the only thing that you think about. Do things that you like. You might not be able to have all the hobbies that you had when you were employed. Look for something new to do, something new that piques your interest. That's how I ended up writing a book. You've got to take care of you, even if it's something like you want to take a long, hot bath. Maybe there's music you really like. Try to do something that's positive and uplifting for you. I have found a lot of people get a lot out of volunteer work as a way to help their own mental state because they're helping someone else. Practice anything that you feel is really good for you. Here's another thing. It might sound like I'm contradicting myself here, but I really mean it. Give in to whatever emotion you're feeling. If you are at that sad phase, if you are, um, you know, a little angry, write about it, talk about it, even if it's to yourself. If you're artistic, paint it, sculpt it. Uh, it's good to help that emotion release. You need to honor what you're feeling in these five stages of grief. Don't ignore it. Don't let it own you. You own it. Let's talk about your environment. It's so easy to get absorbed by that job search that you don't want to do housework. You don't want to make the bed because I'm just going to come back and go back to sleep in a few hours. Tidy up. Organize. That's why we did it during COVID. It is a way to feel satisfied. It's a way to accomplish something. A few weeks ago, we had a lot of snow in my area. I couldn't get out and do things that I normally do, walk and be social and see people. I channeled everything into doing some organizing. My closets are beautiful. Every time I go in there, I feel such satisfaction because I did it. It's neat. I got rid of some things. It got me moving. I feel accomplished. You want to make sure that you're in a good, positive environment that makes you happy, that makes you feel better. If you want to rearrange your furniture, if you want to put up a picture you like, uh, if you want to get rid of something you don't like, make sure it's clean, make sure it's uncluttered, make sure that there is something in every room that when you see it, it makes you happy. Oh, let's talk about, oh, this is always the hard one, money, financial self-care. Take a few minutes and look at your budget. See if there's room in the budget for a treat. See what really needs to be paid. See if there's maybe something you can do without. I'm not saying scorched earth and that you have to live on bread and water. Maybe you don't need that subscription box this quarter. Or at least take a look at it. That knowledge is power. I think we worry because, I know we worry, because there's no money coming in or a lot less. 
We're afraid of eating up our savings. Believe it or not, opening those envelopes, opening that mail, looking at the big picture, it's actually a way to take control and alleviate anxiety. If you need to get somebody to help you with finances, there are organizations that do it free of charge. If you are lucky enough to have a 401k or your state has resources for you, seek that out. Maybe you know somebody. There are books. You can educate yourself. But one of the things you want to do is just keep an eye on that financial picture. It's also going to tell you what you need to earn in the future, where you need to make sure your dollars go. All of that is very important for you to do. I know this is the scariest one, but it's one of those things where, okay, I've checked it out. I'm good. It's not the best picture, but I know I'm going to be okay because I'm doing all these other things for the job search. Right now I'm, I'm holding my own. Social. Oh, this is so important. No one should be going through the job search alone. No one should be going through any of this alone. As I say that, I recall I was surrounded by people who loved me and supported me, and I've never felt so alone. Look for groups, people who are going through what you've gone through, or better yet, people who have come through to the other side. I had a client who felt they were the only one in their profession who was going through a rocky time of being out of work. And there were some extenuating circumstances. And they finally ran into somebody exact same position who came out of it and got a job. And this client in one of our calls actually was very hopeful and happy because I finally met somebody who had gone through this, recovered, gone out of it, and is well on their way to reestablishing themselves. I know it can be done. This person said that they would also help me. So now I have this support team. I'm feeling a little better. Their attitude has completely changed. It felt like when I was out of work, no one else I knew was out of work until another friend of mine lost her job. And we met about every other week. And we didn't talk about being out of work. We just talked about the things we would normally talk about. But it was so nice to know there was someone else walking in my shoes. It made all the difference. Asking for help is so hard. But we actually enjoy helping each other. So this is where you reach out to a network. This is where you establish a network. Spend time with your friends and family. Find a community. Find people who sustain you, who help you. You don't have to be overt about it. They don't have to know. It's spending time with others. And even the most introverted of us needs to know there's someone else out there. Make sure that you look to your community. Here's another one that's tricky. Fun. Yeah, I'm going to call it fun, but think about it as, I don't want to say superfluous because it's self-care, so it's important. Think of it as the vacational, recreational self-care. There's a hobby that you have. Go ahead and indulge in it a little bit. Maybe you're, you like to travel and you can't afford to do that right now. So go ahead and cook a meal from a country where you want to go. 
find things that you like to do just for the sheer joy of doing them. You've heard me say this before, and I love this saying. It comes from Dr. Mike Rucker, and he wrote a book called The Fun Habit, where physiologically having fun actually shakes us out of burnout. As he says, fun is the antidote to burnout. You can get burnt out on the job search. Have fun. Do something fun. Uh, This is why exercise is good. A little pampering for yourself. Uh, There is one comic who always makes me laugh when I'm feeling a little down. I will go ahead and queue up one of their specials. Total game changer for me. Uh, Make sure you do something that is just joyful for you. So important for your well-being. Finally, I want to touch on, let's call it spiritual. And I say that because not all of us are part of an organized religion. It is whatever gives you peace and grounds you. Let's leave it at that. So if it's meditating, yoga, exercise, if it's being out in nature, if it is going to your house of worship or a particular practice that grounds you, or I'm going to say it, a ritual, anything like that. It could be just going inside yourself. Anything like that is good to help you get out of that valley and get you into the next phase of grief or to sustain you as you continue for this job search. I would say all of these things are great, but don't be too caught up in, you know, one of the stages of grief that you need to know if you're in that valley with the self-care, with any of these practices, if that's all you're doing and it's interfering with looking for the job, do something else. Be mindful more than anything else, but be mindful with grace. I'm not a therapist. If you feel that one of these valleys is too much and you just can't get out of it and you're able to, Let someone who loves you, who knows you, know that you just can't seem to get out of it. You might need to enlist a professional. That's why health, going to the doctor and talking about it is so important. Go to someone that you trust. It might be just a, no, I think you're fine, but let's keep an eye on it. Or "Hmm, maybe we need to take a better look at this. And then you can move forward. And continue to work on the job search, work on yourself. You make sure for your own peace of mind that you really do have peace of mind and you are okay. That's what we want you to do here. There you have it. Probably went a little more in self-care than I wanted to, but I do think it helps. It's okay if you're in that valley of this is really getting to me. Normal. It also means you are being mindful because you recognize it. Remind yourself that you are this consummate professional who has accomplished a lot of things. Remind yourself of those accomplishments. Make sure that you're aligned, that your job search is aligned with what you want, with what you can do. If necessary, make some changes. You have to do more than the job search. That's why all those areas of self-care come in. Just look at them and see where you need to nurture yourself. Do you need to be a little more creative? Do you need to be a little more social today? And go ahead and do that and keep revisiting 
being mindful in unemployment is one of the best ways to get through it as quickly as possible. I was not mindful. I kept banging my head against a wall, and I think it extended my job search period much longer than I would have cared for. The people who are mindful, the people who re-examine things and tweak the model and confirm what's working, change what isn't, and adapt new habits that do work, are the ones who come through unemployment faster and healthier. I hope this has been helpful. I hope you are not in one of those valleys. If you are, do something for yourself, find your community, change things up a little bit, and you will see changes. I'm sure you will find the future that you want, that you deserve. Thanks for listening. And there you have it for today. I hope you learned something or heard something today that is helping you as you are in your out-of-work journey and that will help you normalize the conversation about being out of work. If you heard something that resonated with you, please show us support, subscribe, like, or comment on something. If you'd like to learn more information, you can reach out to me on LinkedIn, Sabina Sulat. I'm the only one. You can also reach out to me on my website, reworkingworks.com. You can also email me at ssulat at reworking.com. I'd love to hear from you. If you want to know about private coaching, more about the book, more about the podcast, I wish you luck in your getting back to work journey. I hope that you've learned something here that if it hasn't made that journey a little shorter, it's at least made it a little easier. Until next time, thanks for joining.